Back here on 105.3 The Fan, Sean and RJ. Sean Sharif is out. Bobby Belt, RJ Choppy. We've got Peyton Russell on the board, Ryan Contreras on the video. And on the phone, we've got the one and only Jared Sandler. Jared, how you doing? Hello, Bobby. Hello, RJ. Hello, Peyton. Hello, and Jared. I can't, I can't forget Ryan. Uh, you almost did. So way to go. Way to be true. Yeah, Jeez. my bad. My hey, bad, so uh, before we get into Ranger stuff, which I, there's a lot of stuff uh, we want to touch on with you, especially with the, uh, you know, the the pitch, the rotation, left field, all that stuff, Jack Leiter. Um, we we did this earlier during the expressway. We got a thousand replies on the fan text about this. Literally a Holy thousand. Smokes. Who is on the Mount Rushmore of sex symbols? Well, RJ. Right. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. RJ Hagee, for sure. <laughs> um, All right. Blake Chris Lively. Arnold, Blake I mean, Lively's one. Who's two, three, four? <laughs> well, no, but Chris Arnold. I mean, have you ever seen him take one of those pictures with his shirt off in a mirror? Bro. He was big on that during the pandemic. So Bro, I, I, I love everything about CA, including his body. See, yeah. and he'll tell that the eggs in the morning and then he basically gets to eat whatever he wants the rest of the day. Those are just good genes go. right there, baby. Got you down. And then I think Tim Collins. I think those are your four. Dang, those are good. Now, give me your real answer. Or yeah, is, that, is, mean, is Emily so, listening on, and you don't want to get in no, trouble? No, no, she, no, no. I don't care. I, I don't care if she's next to me. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. She, knows, she knows how I feel about this. But, so, but hold on. Sex I, symbols or are you talking like my biggest crushes? No, See, sex no, symbols. So, so right? mine was Pamela Anderson, Raquel Welch, Marilyn Monroe, and Madonna. Choppy went Cindy oh, yeah, Crawford, are- Pamela Anderson, Kathy Ireland, Liz Hurley. And Peyton went Farrah Fawcett, Megan Fox, Pamela Anderson, Jessica Alba. Interesting. Okay, so, I mean, Blake Lively has a special place in my heart, but I don't know if, like, other people right. consider her to be a right. symbol. Uh, Cultural significance. Tyra, Tyra Banks needs some love. I feel like Tyra Banks yeah. is thinking that. I'm thinking of names that you guys didn't bring up, not necessarily, like, to disagree, but just some other names. Sure. Uh, does Kate Upton get some some love? She does. I mean, she's she's the uh, she's the modern era at ballot. Yeah, uh, I think Kate Upton. I think, um, gosh, there, there's, uh, God, there, there's an actress who just like my mind is going blank. Margot on Robbie. Oh yeah, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. And then you know what? Just another uh, another actress who uh, I think in a weird way, like for our generation. Shannon Elizabeth, just because of her role in American Pie. Yeah. How, I mean, I don't know that, like, I don't know that I'd put her on the Mount Rushmore, but again, I'm just trying to think Yeah, we threw out, yeah, we threw out, like, we, we, had, we had some others, Britney Spears. Uh, oh, yeah, Britney for sure. Yeah, we have Britney Spears. Somebody threw out Anna Nicole Smith. Those those were some yeah, big ones. Yeah, about her. So, yeah, just uh, yeah, a lot of names to kick around. Just something to consider. Maybe yeah. something you can ask all the Rangers players at, at spring training, yeah. Jared. And uh, then, I mean, what what about someone like, I don't know, uh, Brandy Love or... Wow, uh, you go down that road, I mean, huh? Yeah, I mean, that, RJ, I appreciate you <laughs> recognizing because I, I, I know that, that Bobby... I know who I know Bobby and Peyton and probably Ryan know who she is, but they're not, they're too yeah. scared to admit it. She's a great yeah. stepmom. <laughs> yeah, very good. I don't know, stepmom, what are you she doing? Uh, Jared, Jared let's, uh, let, let's, let's move on to baseball, Jared. Uh, how concerned or like... like there's nothing to be worried about with Jacob Degrom, right? And whatever his left side means. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that there should be any additional concern. If you know, if you are on eggshells, just every time he takes the mound, hoping he comes out healthy, 
uh, I think, you know, I get that. They made a huge investment, and it's not like he's without, uh, you know, a medical history the last few years. I, I don't know. I try to not just worry about things out of my control, and, and I, a part of me feels like because Keith Meister, the Rangers' uh, team orthopedic, was the one who was monitoring Jacob deGrom's progress while he was with the Mets that, uh, you know, they wouldn't have made that investment if uh, he didn't sign off on it, and he has, has, uh, has had as good a look as anyone uh, but based on the last 48 hours, that should not add any more concern, whatever your level of concern was before. I mean, this is this goes on around Major League Baseball, all 30 teams in mid-February, late February. Uh, if there is even the slightest degree, like if I wake up and I like I'm farting too many times, they might hold me out because it's mid-February. Uh, so I, I don't think there's any concern. I think you guys played some of. Uh, Degrom's comments yesterday, and yeah. uh, obviously he didn't—he didn't seem concerned either. And then you know, talking about where he is and, and his preparation compared to past years, it seems like he's in good shape. So if, if he had been making 35 starts a year for the last five years, this is nobody bats an eye at this. It's mostly it's because sure. there's a little bit of an injury history. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, I, th- I think it's the combination of the investment, right? There's a lot of excitement. There's going to be an absolute microscope on this guy. Uh, because of that, I mean, he's the best pitcher that the Rangers have ever signed in free agency. He's maybe the most talented pitcher they've ever had wear a Rangers uniform uh, and, you know, a lot of money. Uh, but, yeah, it obviously is is building on the fact that one of the big storylines was the concern about his health. So there's no doubt those things compound uh, on top of one another. And, and that's what, you know, creates the headline because you're right. I mean, this this happens. Uh, this will happen to 100 different players across 30 different camps this year where guys get hold out for held out for precautionary reasons because what the heck does February 16th, 17th, 18th really matter? Talking with Jared Sandler here on Sean and RJ. Uh, Jared, we were talking about Nathan Evaldi a little bit earlier. Uh, and, I mean, he's a guy who, like, when he's on, he's, he's, he's very exciting. I know we talked about this a couple months ago a little bit, and then in the last couple of days I've been doing more research on it, and I'm a little interested in it. The idea of Nathan Evaldi's velocity being down like two and a half miles per hour on his fastball the last couple of years, and then it seems like with that came some ineffectiveness with the slider, which had been a really good pitch for him in you know the years leading up to 2022 before last year when it kind of went sideways. Um, I think his barrel uh, percentage went from like six to ten uh, in 2022, and so it, it was by far the worst number of his career. Is all this, do you think, can be boiled down to as long as he gets the fastball right, the velocity fall, everything else is going to fall in behind it? I don't. Uh, so, first of all, just generally speaking, there's not, like, a lot of uh, uh, corroboration behind just across the board. You drop your fastball velocity or the margin between your fastball velocity and your slider velocity dropping decreases the effectiveness of your slider. As a matter of fact, they're – you know, a lot of pitchers who, as they have lost velocity, uh, their slider has become a more important pitch for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's not to say that it, it doesn't work the other way. It certainly could. I think a few things stand out to me with, Jay, with uh, Nathan Evaldi. One, the slider has become his, his fourth most used pitch. Uh, you know, he really the split finger is his bread and butter now. And mm-hmm. it used to be, you know, the curveball was a big pitch, and that still is. Those are his three three pitches. Those are the three pitches he'll throw to righties and lefties more than any other pitch. The slider is really just a right on right pitch. But I think what happened talking to to people that watched him last year, talking to some of the Rangers folks, I have not had the chance to talk to to Nathan about this personally, uh, but they just said they feel like 
he lost his feel of that pitch, which is not uncommon when you're throwing that pitch now uh, – the, the fourth most of your, your repertoire, you're going to give that not as much attention as the splitter and the curveball. And, you know, you throw those pitches differently. And because you throw those pitches differently, maybe it makes you lose a little bit of feel, lose a little bit of consistency with the slider. Uh, and so I think those things play a role. Now, the velocity thing, Bobby, is, I think, a really interesting uh, conversation piece for all pitchers because mm-hmm. with the pitch clock, guys aren't going to have as much time to catch their breath. And Mm -hmm. I know it might seem minimal to people, but I'm curious to see guys who had average velocities, you know, in the mid to high nineties last year in the starters role, what that looks like this year, because uh, you know, I I don't think baseball is ever going to subscribe to the whole theory or the the philosophy that we grew up with where, Hey, as a starter, you don't want to really put your foot fully on the gas and you want to conserve energy and you're maybe going to be, 85% 85% in the first couple innings. I think, you know, people have done away with that because they just want guys to be at their best always. But when you can wait 25 uh, seconds in between pitches, that, that 10 second difference, that five second difference really is significant in terms of being able to catch your breath and go 110% on your next pitch. So I think there are going to be guys across the league, Nathan Avaldi, maybe one of them, maybe most guys, who are going to have to adjust to maybe not throwing their fastball at 97, but doing it at 95 or not 95, but doing it at 93. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't say for sure. That's how it's going to be, but it would stand a reason that if you got less time in between pitches. Uh, it could have a little bit of an impact on your velocity. Uh, yeah. And I wonder how the guys have to change their motion because of the new rules are going to be impacted uh, sure. by all that. Yeah. Is Marcus Stroman still allowed to wind up for 40 seconds? I well, you know, Luis Garcia with the Astros rocks the baby 17 times before right. he gets into his motion. So I don't think he's going to have to, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to do that. No. Yeah. He's not I, Clevenger. Uh, if he even plays, uh, but, but um, yeah, they'll rock the baby. That, that's, I, I love that though. Um, any rotation battle that you're looking most forward to, like in terms of, you know, the back end. No, I mean, I think if, if the five guys, who we project to be in the rotation are healthy, they'll be in the rotation. And that's in, in whatever order, DeGrom, Perez, Gray, Heaney, and Evaldi. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Jake Odorizzi is really competing for a rotation spot, but he could get consideration, as could Glenn Otto, uh, maybe even uh, Cole Reagans, uh, if if one of those guys gets hurt. And here's, here's, here's the reality. I mean, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'd say – 25% of teams that come into spring training with all five of their projected starters healthy will have one guy who maybe isn't ready first time through for, for whatever reason. And maybe it's a minor injury in early March that again, they don't want to push, but that sets his, his preparation back. So, you know, I, I, I think it'd be great to have all five of those guys for 30 starts. The reality is that's not going to be the case. So for camp, the, the battle to me, RJ is less about, competing for a rotation spot but competing for the next man up you know when someone goes down is glenn otto going to be the guy they turn to is is it going to be cole reagan is it going to be jake odorizzi uh, eventually you know that that could be cole win or uh jack Leiter in the discussion maybe i you know i don't know zach ken but but not right away certainly uh and then the other the other question is with dane dunning you know he had hip surgery in the offseason where's he health-wise uh, is he going to be ready on opening day? I, I don't know if that's the case. I think we'll learn more here in the coming days. But where does he factor into the conversation as well? 
So I think that the competition is going to be more for next man up than it is, uh, you know, who's going to be in the rotation. All right. We got just about a minute left here, Jared. Uh, I know you heard us talking about it yesterday. Am I wrong to have the, the slight level of panic I do that Jack Leiter is plummeting on almost every evaluator top 100 list? I mean, I, I don't think you're wrong to, to be nervous because, I mean, the other direction is to be super confident and stuff to be super confident after what he went through last year. I, I would say, you know, they gave him a really tough test. And I think if we see Kamar Rocker start in high A, that, that might be recognition that, hey, wish we would have done that with Jack. Let him have success and then move him up to double A. Uh, but this is, a, this is a big year for Jack. He's going to start in double A, I'd imagine, and you'd like to see him have success second time through. Uh, but he's still young. Uh, you know, he's still got, got room to grow. Uh, so I, I, I don't think that anyone should be super concerned. I mean, it's tough to keep him up where he was ranking-wise after the year he had. So I think that was to be expected. Uh, but we had Jim Callis on Hot Stove a couple weeks ago, and you know, he said, yeah, I mean, the numbers weren't great, but I, I have zero reason to think that you know, my projection for Jack Leiter is any different today than it was last year. It's just a matter of seeing it because there are guys who did it last year. Now Jack Leiter's got to do it. And, and again, getting to repeat double A to start the year will be a really good test for him. Love you, Jared. Have uh, fun in Arizona. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you later. Is Luka Doncic Tony Romo? Oh. RJ Choppy has some some hot takes on Luca's trip to I'm Mexico hot coming out. You got some hot takes on his Mexico trip. Wow, well, I do. You got, you got some hot takes yes, on I the do. hot takes. Yes, I do. About Luca's upcoming Mexico trip. That's next on the fan.